You're listening to the Rapid Realization Podcast, where we discuss the mind, body, and everything on healing from within, for you to get inspired to finding your own inner wisdom, to be more self-actualized and become aware of your highest potential. And I'm your host, Dr. Anne-Marie Belkansky, a certified clinical hypnotherapist and mind coach at Rapid Realization, and I welcome you. So let's begin. And welcome to today's episode where we're going to talk about something that, honestly, I realize I don't really talk too much about, but I'm definitely qualified to do so. (laughs) So today's episode is going to be about hypnotherapy. And, you know, I'm, I'm doing this because I realize that it's been a while since I even talked about this topic. And, you know, even though I'm talking about healing on this podcast Um, I don't really talk about all the different modalities that one can use. And the way that I like to approach healing really is if you think about a bicycle and the bicycle wheel and how it has many spokes going to the very center of that bicycle wheel. And there's a lot of different pathways or ways of healing. And today I had a conversation, you know, with someone about, about this. So I figured, hey, why don't I talk about more about this on the podcast? And I think about healing as each one of those spokes. And there's so many different ways that one can help and heal themselves. Hypnotherapy is just a modality that leads you to the same place, really. It's, you know, the way that I practice or utilize that modality is just really helping someone get to the very center of oneness. And for me, that's healing, just like getting to a oneness, a place of love, a place of like just wholeness, you know. So, but but what is really hypnotherapy? And, you know, all hypnosis is self-hypnosis. And I really came into, um, learned about hypnotherapy after med school and um, after I've already been in the traditional field and, you know, working in the corporate world of um, medicine, uh, running substance abuse mental health facilities for eight years. And uh, actually, it was on year seven sorry, it was, uh, yeah, it was around seven, (laughs) year seven that I, I, you know, I just decided, hey, you know what, I've been watching a lot about the subconscious mind and realizing that hypnotherapy really does target the subconscious mind. Hmm, what do I have to lose? Like, let me go and just try this out. And at the time, I wasn't really feeling good myself. Like, I just had um, a lot of emotions. I, you know, felt anxiety. I felt sadness. I felt a lot of just like overwhelming emotions. And, you know, I already seen a traditional therapist, I already, you know, talked with doctors, I had a lot of friends that I talked to. And, and I was a very already an avid meditator. And I was like, all right, let's try this hypnotherapy thing out. And after getting it done, I was like, wow, this is not what I thought it would be. And more importantly, I was blown away. And obviously, I got a number of sessions done. And it really transformed my life in that it helped me work on things a bit more deep in grain that I did not realize I didn't work through. And it helped me um, heal from my past traumas, my upbringing. You know, if, if, if you're listening to this podcast before, then you may have um, known about my, my upbringing and, and everything and um, how I just didn't really fully heal from from that. And so when I did hypnotherapy, I just really got to the depths of these feelings and really connected with my inner child, essentially, 
um, while I was in these really deep trance states. And when I started getting into hypnotherapy, even my meditation practice started really getting super intense and that I was reaching these transcendental states that I didn't think were possible. So I guess I just wanted to start off with introducing more about hypnotherapy and how it works. And in order for you to maybe research it and see if it's something that would work for you, because really all hypnosis is self-hypnosis, like I said. And if you have meditated, then you have already experienced somewhat what hypnotherapy is. The main difference between meditation and hypnotherapy is that you're much more open for suggestions. And and there's a, a high importance in the word patterns that are used in hypnotherapy, um, making sure that the words are creating a positive change in also a very rapid means. And it was highlighted how important words are during my hypnotherapy studies, and how words can definitely create a fast change. So, but let's talk about the trance state for a minute. So when you get into hypnosis, all you're doing is you're going inward. And most people are have a misconception that when you're in hypnosis, you're asleep. No, not at all. You're not asleep. More than anything, you're awake. Of course, there's a, sim, a somnambulant state of hypnosis where you are very much like gone. And they use that for maybe surgeries and, you know, maybe for like, um, actually, that's all I can think about that they would really need to be in that state where you're just like completely out. And they've used hypnosis since as far back, it's been traditionally, it's been used since as as far back, they found records from the Egyptian times and in Greek um, and in Greece back in 400 BC. And that just highlights that it's a modality that's been used for a long time, but because it's not fully understood, it's been almost categorized as that mysticism type of um, art. <laughs> and and doctors like Freud was one of the you know pivotal people that really, you know, uh, used hypnosis. Um, but kind of got a bad rap as history went on because of, you know, people not really understanding or fully using it appropriately. And now we have movies and TV that really, you know, <laughs> makes it look like as if you are losing control and you may get trapped in a place, but it's really not that what it's about. Hypnosis is a natural state that you have already been in before, I can guarantee you. And it is just an altered state of consciousness. So if you heard my past podcast, I have an episode on altered states of consciousness. And hypnotherapy is a way for you to get into that altered state, but it is a very natural state that you can get in without any substances or anything and on your own. And really, it's getting you into those theta brain waves where you're just in that almost sleep but awake state. It's kind of comparable to a lucid dream, but um, you're fully awake and aware. <laughs> More than anything, you're hyper aware. So what I like to say is, you know, hypnosis is to wake you up not for you to go to sleep. And when we're in those type of deep states of theta where, you know, are the same same states that are experienced during sleep, that you're much more open to take suggestions and to create change. And when you're in those theta states, those brain waves, it's very much like the child, you know, between I mean, when you're born from 0 to 2 years old, we're mostly in those deep deep sleep brain waves, um, which are called delta. And then as we start to age, we 
transition into these different brain waves, which are theta. And then after 12, we get into more alpha and beta. And beta are our adult awakened um, brain waves. And so when we're in those um, childlike states between two and six, we're, we're in hyper learning at that time at that time, and it is comparable to theta brainwaves, which we experience during hypnosis. So when I when I realized that, I was like, oh, yeah, this makes complete sense. This is when we're much more open to learn and take in suggestions. And, you know, it's only under your control, though. Like, if you don't want to take a suggestion, like, you can easily reject it. And, you know, there are people out there that are much more um, open for suggestions and much more uh, hypnotizable if we're going to define it as something. And those are the people that usually, you know, are, in a sense, um, (laughs) more believable, more relaxed, um, as opposed to maybe someone that is fearful of control or, you know, is on guard in a sense. And because there is a level of relaxation and trust that needs to be there in order for it to work. So again, there's there's a lot of misconceptions about it. It's it's not a state that one can control you and make you say or do things that you cannot say or do. And it's also not a mystical state. It's a very natural altered state. Um, how I've compared it before is, you know, if you've ever watched a movie and been so engrossed in the movie that you can feel the characters, <laughs> you laugh with them, cry with them, you know, um, get mad with them. And then at the end of the movie, you're like, Hmm, where did the time go? <laughs> like you don't even realize two hours has passed. That is a trance state. You're very engrossed and entranced in the movie. And um, it's very similar to when you're, you know, in a hypnotic state. And if you ever seen staged hypnosis, they really strategically choose, you know, the people that are out there. They want to make sure that the people are that are up on stage, you know, are willing and wanting to entertain, essentially. And if you don't want to be on stage and don't want to engage in taking the suggestions, then you will not. And so if anybody has ever seen a, hip, a stage hypnosis done before, then you will recognize that they actually boot people off the stage little by little because they're not taking suggestions and they don't want to follow. And you know, I've, I've done stage hypnosis, not me performing wise, but I've been a part of it. And it's quite fun. And I don't mind being the center of attention or being on stage and, <laughs> and people laughing at me, I don't mind it at all. And I wanted to follow and that's just the feeling. It's like this wanting and it's, 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 but I knew that I could not follow, but I wanted to follow and I felt very, um, encouraged to do so. So it was just, it's it's an interesting feeling and it's hard to fully grasp and explain. But, you know, when when you get it done for a therapeutic, and a therapeutic means it is, it does have a very fast way of creating that change. And, you know, traditionally, if you look, look up hypnotherapy, it does have a very high success rate in comparison to other modalities. But because it's not very regulated, um, you know, there are plenty of people out there that are doing it that that may have not done extensive training. Like myself, I've done over 600 hours of clinical training. It took me about nine months, you know, to go through the training of hypnotherapy on top of my medical education that I have. So, you know, I've um, I've done probably one of the longest trainings that I could in, in, in hypnotherapy um, since I'm trained in clinical and transpersonal hypnotherapy. You know, I've also been trained in doing um, past life regression work. Um, it's not my focus, but I do do it. And, you know, so there's a lot of different types of hypnotherapy and um, a lot of types of practitioners that that really ingrain their own style as well. Like I have my own style, of course, and I like to incorporate a lot of different, you know, techniques um, from, 
you know, my knowledge <laughs> that, that you guys hear about on this podcast. And um, but yeah, but basically, like, you know, there are practitioners that don't really do maybe formal induction inductions, and maybe they use a confusional style. So there's lots of um, different types of hypnosis. There's also, um, you know, Ericksonian, who is the psychiatrist that is who is really one of the leaders in hypnotherapy um, space and getting it really recognized more. And, you know, then there's Dolores Canyon style, which she focused on past lives. And there's life between lives type of hypnosis. And that's really much more recognized by um, Michael Newton. So there's a lot of different styles. So um, but it's pretty powerful. And, you know, one session doesn't get you everything. And I actually followed up with someone that, um, you know, was one of my rare people that did he make huge shifts with one session. Um, but it was very specific. Like it really depends on what it is that you're looking to treat and and do hypnotherapy for. Um, but typically it's not a one hit wonder. It does tip- typically take a couple of sessions, but it's not comparable to maybe like the traditional therapy where you would go to someone for years. Um, you know, it's, it's maybe like five, 10 sessions at most, depending on what the issue is, that you'll start to really see major changes within your life, um, you know, um, depending on what the goal is. So, you know, it's just, this is just a conversation I thought I'd have in order to, you know, highlight a bit more about what hypnotherapy is. And, um, and yeah, if anybody has any questions, you know, please feel free to reach out to me. I love, you know, having this discussion uh, about it, the techniques. I know that not, not many people understand it. And, you know, I even forget about to talk about this and really make it a special topic on here, even though that is my main modality that I practice. <laughs> so I thought I'd make this a special um, talk about that. And um, until next time. And also, you know, I, I do have um, meditations and hypnotherapy audio recorded. So if you really just want to learn what it is and do it yourself, go ahead and search self-hypnosis. It is a thing. <laughs> and it's, you know, there's plenty of recordings out there. And I'll put in the link below some of my recordings so that you can have access to that if you like to listen. Until next time, everybody have a great one. Thanks for listening. And I hope you gained some newfound insights or realizations. If you would like future alerts on new episodes, be sure to subscribe. You could also leave us feedback by commenting or simply show us support for this channel by rating us. That is how content gets seen on these platforms, by your feedback. So if you choose to do so or have done so already, we are very grateful and thank you. Until next time, have a great day.